You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Hey, thank you for tuning in. I am so glad you are here. We are just bombarded these days with health information, aren't we? We're being warned to know our numbers when it comes to blood pressure, to keep an eye on your body mass index, even use your smartphone to check your heart rate. And yes, I'm a health nerd. I do all that stuff. And clearly those health stats are important. But among the most important numbers to know center on how well our bodies move sugar from the food we eat out of our bloodstream into our cells where it can act as a source of energy. When that sugar, or glucose, hangs out in the bloodstream, whoa, problems start. When it gets bad enough, yeah, well, that's diabetes. So sorry if you know all this already, but as common as it is, diabetes is still confusing for many people. Insulin is the key to all of this. Without insulin, sugar will not leave your blood. Sometimes when and how we eat causes a constant flood of insulin. And after a while, it quits working. That's insulin resistance. Pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell is founder of Fort Wayne Custom RX, a custom compounding pharmacy right here in Fort Wayne. He's a familiar voice on this program because he knows the research about using food, nutrients, and mineral supplements to help minimize health problems. Greg says knowing your blood sugar, yes, that's important because long before you're officially diabetic, knowing that number is a big bright yellow sign, an early warning sign. And he says there are things you can do to prevent that long slide into life as a diabetic. Now, there's also a number um, that I'm even more concerned about called pre-diabetes numbers. Mm-hmm. And those numbers are when we start seeing blood glucose is over the 100 milligram per deciliter. Because the neat thing about treating diabetes is we get some early warning signs along the way. We have time to react for most patients. When we look at an A1C, we're looking at a blood glucose level that has been high enough that it's actually damaged some of the red blood cells. And typically, if we get into that five range, and when we get above 5.7, that's when you're going to be diagnosed with diabetes. And then you also mentioned the insulin level. Is there, how do I test for that? How do I know what's going on there? Yeah. So again, insulin levels are really important too, because insulin, it starts, starts to start to be elevated long before blood, blood glucose does. So over time, if you're constantly having high blood sugars, then what's going to happen is your insulin levels are going to start to continually rise and they won't go down like they should. And typically when we start seeing insulin levels around 11 or whatever, we're starting to get a little more concerned that there might be some resistance going on because it's kind of like driving your car down the highway. If you're driving fast all the time in a lower gear, you're going to burn out your gears. Over a period of time, the body quits listening to insulin and then it can't move. It cannot move that blood glucose into those cells. So it stays in the bloodstream. And then that's what creates a lot of those health issues. Greg, you know, one of the things that I I love talking with you about is you take these complex subjects and make them easy to understand. So good job explaining all of that. Yeah. That's the only way I can remember them too. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's focus on uh, long before 
uh, I'm seeing the doctor and, and diagnosed with diabetes. You said my blood sugar can be starting to climb. The insulin levels are starting to climb, but there are things I can do about that. Diet and exercise we know are important. We'll, we'll kind of just leave those on the table because I think that everybody understands we need mm -hmm. to eat a better diet and move more. But beyond that, there are some things that we can do to help our bodies get through this challenge. And the first one does go back to a food product, and that is fiber. Tell me what makes fiber in my diet so important for blood sugar. Well, fiber is very important because one of the things that hits causes insulin to rise quickly is the release of glucose very quickly. So if we can slow that down, which is, by the way, some of the diabetes medications that we use to treat diabetes work that way too. They slow that digestion process down. If we can blunt that peak, make it slower, then insulin has time to react and it doesn't go up as quickly. The thing with insulin is when insulin's going up very rapidly, it's very inflammatory. So it causes damage too. And so, so does that high blood sugar. That, I always tell people it's like little glass floating around in your bloodstream or sand in your bloodstream. It's eventually, it's going to start affecting the lining of your vessels. And that's why we see so many different organ problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, you know, the lining of the blood vessels, those are called the epithelial cells. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just one layer thick, right? And so that's any right. kind of little damage gets there. Um, it can, it can really aggravate and cause uh, a, essentially a clot to form. Your, your, your body tries to heal that by creating a blood clot, which can then lead to all kinds of problems. Right. The immune system gets out of whack and it's just, it, it becomes a kind of a cycle thing. And so what we're trying to do is reduce that from happening in the first place, get ahead of it because it usually yes. doesn't happen overnight. So fiber, fiber is important. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to take a supplement. It's just adding a few things. There are some foods that contain a tremendous amount of fiber and you might not know it. One of them that, that uh, I use a lot is avocado, a, a tremendous amount of fiber in avocado. Avocado, things like raspberries, and, you know, mm -hmm. so when I tell people, if you know, I try to keep things simple, plant food, try to get, you know, some plant food through your diet every day, because that's important. Because really, when it comes to diabetes, we're trying to get 25 to 35 grams of fiber a day. If I could just have a vegetable with each meal, you know, you could get to that 35 grams, because that is going right. to slow down that impact. That's huge. Yeah, it's, it's hard to hard to say. Um anything more than just, yeah, add more fiber to your diet. Right. Now let's talk about some of the other components, some of the other elements there. And mm -hmm. this is where we step into the nutritional supplement world. Right. And I know you feel very strongly about the role of magnesium for people who are pre-diabetic and diabetic. Why is that? Well, magnesium is involved in a lot of different what we call metabolic reactions or enzymatic reactions. Magnesium drives a lot of these chemical reactions. You know, if mm -hmm. what we know is that patients that have high blood sugars tend to use up a large amount of magnesium each day. And that goes for things uh, that cause us to lose magnesium. So athletes that run a lot or sweat a lot, they're taking magnesium mm -hmm. out of their body too. So, you know, we need to try to replace that. And generally, one of the signs that we'll see, and we do see this a lot with even our patients with diabetes, is they have problems with getting cramps, you know, in their calves or in their toes or in their fingers. And so part of that is magnesium being utilized. So we like to try to, we start with magnesium and fiber. Those are real easy to do. And again, you can get magnesium through a lot of plant food, but it's an easy supplement to take too. 
Greg hinted at this, but let me add a factoid for you. Magnesium is involved in more than 300 chemical reactions in your body. Muscle, nerve function, energy production, they all depend on magnesium. And you can be deficient and you never know it. You never feel it. Nuts, seeds, whole grains, beans, leafy vegetables, yogurt, fortified foods, all good natural sources. But if that's not part of your diet regularly, talk to a pharmacist and nutritionist like Greg, and that's a great resource so you don't overdo it and cause problems because magnesium, well, it can hit you like a laxative. Okay, so that's one mineral people with metabolic syndrome need to pay attention to. What else makes a difference? Greg Russell returns with some suggestions as we continue with our Pharmacist's Guide to Blood Sugar Control, right here on the Health Call Radio Hour on WoWo. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals, where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. This half hour is devoted to people who are not yet considered diabetic, but, well, they're on their way. Millions of Americans are in this zone. It's called metabolic syndrome. Your blood sugar and insulin levels are high enough to be concerning, but you don't yet meet the technical threshold to be diagnosed as diabetic and and then prescribed medications. This in-between zone is where someone like pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell can come along beside you and offer guidance on things like fiber, magnesium, and to help your body manage blood sugar better. Because believe me, you want to avoid a terrible symptom of diabetes, nerve pain in the legs and feet. And that is why Greg often urges patients to consider alpha-lipoic acid. Alpha-lipoic acid is often called the universal antioxidant, which means it's used in almost all our cells. It helps quell out the fire. One of the problems we have when a patient has diabetes, their blood sugars are high, and so there's oxidative damage going on. And so mm-hmm. alpha-lipoic acid helps reduce that. It helps with, some again, that insulin resistance. It helps control some blood glucose levels. But it also, I think, it, you know, one of the problems we see with patients that have a lot of um, blood sugar, uh, chronically high blood sugars, we start to see damage in the cells. And I think it, that's where alpha-lipoic acid's role is, help prevent some of that damage. Yeah, I was just going to go there. One of the big problems for diabetics is peripheral neuropathy. Uh, right. Tingling and burning in the feet predominantly also, sometimes right. the hands. We're trying to catch, so, catch this early on. What foods can I eat if I don't want to take a supplement? Can I, I, how much food would, of these foods would I need to eat if I yeah. don't take a supplement? Well, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen a food that has a heavy enough alpha-lipoic acid in it. But if my diet has been out of sync enough that now I've got myself into a blood sugar problem, I'm not getting the right nutrients anyway. So supplements right. are the end. Yeah. Kind of thinking of it, you're kind of front loading here because you've been in a, in a state of deficiency by not eating mm-hmm. a good diet. And, right. um, you know, you kind of have to think about what you've been eating. And, and when it comes to diet and meal planning, you know, we just start, start thinking the basic stuff. What, what little things can I do that add up? that helped me throughout, throughout my week. And here's a supplement that I don't know a lot about. Is it Gymnema? Gymnema has actions actually on the pancreas beta cells themselves to help secrete insulin. So Gymnema is um, 
a uh, herb that comes um, from the Middle East and has been shown to help lower blood sugars. And so, mm-hmm. again, you know, when you start looking at uh, combination products, that's what I like because I think you get more bang for your buck. Um, and it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg, you know, if you can get some product that has a bunch of different multiple products in it. So that's why we recommend the product we recommend, uh, because we like not having to have people take 12 different medications, 12 different supplements, you know? Yeah. Um, and before we talk about what that product is, I want to hit just one more that people may not have heard of. And that is berberine. Berberine, Uh, one of my favorite products. And I like berberine and alpha-lipoic acid together. And one of the reasons is berberine kind of acts, it's kind of the herbal. It's not exactly, and I can't you know, say it's FDA approved because it's not, but it kind of works like metformin. So it has kind of similar mm-hmm. activities. It does help. Um, it works on AMPK, which is our energy producing pathways in our body. It helps, helps your body burn fuel more efficiently. So, and, and berberine has some other nice benefits. One of the things it is, is it kind of helps uh, restore your bacterial and microbial balance in the gut, you know, by helping the good bacteria thrive. Other things that it does, it helps lower lipids. You know, it does help have some effect. Again, I can't tell you that it's FDA approved for those things, but it seems to help support those, that product. And so I love berberine. I take it myself and I think it's a very, very good herb. So the combination product, so I don't have to go through and take, you know, 15 different capsules every day. Right. How are these things blended together? What do I look for? One of the problems I've seen on things that have been marketed on the internet is I hate products that say proprietary blend because I don't know how much of anything is in there. You know, it's just, they're just throwing a bunch of stuff in there, but they don't tell you how much. And um, I understand why they do that. That's to keep their little trade secrets. But on the flip side of it, when you look at the studies, you have to know how much of a certain ingredient uh, was used in a study. And when you're using one one hundredth of a uh, of the strength of a product that was actually done in a study that had that showed it had a benefit, you know, then you're you know you're not buying a good product. And so again, I think going to a reputable pharmacy that has experience. And we, you know, I'll always plug compounding pharmacists. Many of us are independent. We try to you know, bring in products that work because if they don't work, they're not coming back. So uh, the product that, that I know you like a lot is uh, one called cardiovascular health, metacardiovascular health. And this is, this is something that's private labeled for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what's in it and then how I can find that. Yeah. So again, and one of my favorite products, it contains two of my favorite ingredients, berberine and alpha-lipoic acid, which we talked about in combination. And that might be a product that I have somebody who just says, hey, you know, my cholesterol is starting to rise. My blood sugar is starting to rise. It's fairly easy to take. It's two to three capsules a day. And, um, you know, and the good thing is you take it for three to six months and you recheck your levels and see if you're making an impact. And then you need to look honestly at things like, am I, is my diet, did I increase the fiber in my diet? That I start doing some exercise because we know exercise also helps move the blood glucose into the cells. So, you sure. know, those are these are all part of the same program. But I like that product for maybe patients that need just a little bit of help. They're on their way, but they're not there yet. 
And then uh, you also have a product called Diabetes Balance. What's what's in this and, and who is it really for? Yeah. So this product, I think, is a little more aggressive. Um, and, and I have used both together. So for patients that really need a little bit of help. But this product has a lot of these different in- ingredients already mixed in. It's going to have the vitamins that help. It has some magnesium in it. It has a little bit of, um, it has a blend. It has the alpha lipoic acid, uh, genema, bitter melon. Um, mm. But these products actually have some science behind them to actually lower blood sugar or blood glucose levels. So I like them because, again, the, it's one tablet uh, or two capsules a day. And uh, it's easy, to, pretty easy to use. So the, are these products geared toward people who are in that metabolic syndrome stage, that pre-diabetes stage, or is this more if I've already have been diagnosed and taking meds? Yeah, I, you know, I, that's a great question, Lee. And, and, you know, blood glucose is something to be taken seriously. So people are, if they're in, into, that, in, into that range where they have diabetes, they need to make the changes. And I would probably say you can use some support. For example, there's a study that shows that vitamin D 2000 IUs per day help uh, lower blood glucose levels. Well, you know, that's a support item. You still need to take the medication or you still need to do all the other things to support that. But, you know, I, I would not use these to treat a patient that has type 2 diabetes that's, that has been diagnosed with diabetes. I would use these to support. And I think you're going to get best support when you start looking and say, hey, you know, my blood glucose is 105, 110. I need to make some changes now. Because there was a study done back years ago, blood glucose for every one point over 85. So remember, we said 100 was the cutoff. But for every Mm -hmm. one point over 85, you have a 6% increase chance of developing diabetes. So by the time you're at 95, you already increased your odds by what, 60%? Yeah. So, you know, it's, wow. it's probably the cutoff really is lower than 100. You know, if I'd be looking at my blood sugars, if I'm at 95, I'd be starting to think, hey, I need to pay, at least pay attention to this. But as you said, always go talk to your compounding pharmacist and just put an extra few words on that. What is the training that, that makes you a clinical nutritionist in addition to a pharmacist? Well, I, you know, did some extra coursework, of course, and I've just been fascinated my whole life with herbs and supplements. And I think pharmacists are in a key position. And unfortunately, there's a void today. And unfortunately, I feel like the internet is trying to fill that void, um, not necessarily with people that are always reputable. And I think most pharmacists that are, you know, uh, they're a pillar of their community, you know, they have an intent to try to help their patients. And they're going to be able to tell you, they're going to be able to at least point you in the right direction and, and give you help. And I think we're, we're a key middleman. You know, I think it's our job to kind of help support the doctor's plan for the patient. And it's mm-hmm. not that we're going to override the doctor because we don't. Um, and I, I would look for a pharmacy that's ACHC certifying and compounding, or at least a, a nice, strong, independent pharmacy that has, has knowledgeable people about supplements. A key thing to know about all supplements is they are not regulated by the FDA. Ingredients can be sourced from, heck, anywhere around the world with no guarantee of quality. Buying the cheapest product at the dollar store may turn out okay, but then again, how can you be sure? A pharmacist like Greg is careful about what they put on their shelves. The compounds mentioned today are all available online at FW Custom RX, and I'll include links in the show notes for you. You'll find those with the podcast version of the broadcast on all the major services, or you can visit the Health Call website at healthcall.live for a video version of this program. 
So with half the population expected to be obese in the near future, diabetes is going to remain a key problem. In addition to proper nutrition, there's something else you need to fight it, and that's a good night's sleep. We'll take a look at what makes good sleep good medicine coming up in the second half of the Health Call Radio Hour, right here on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media. 